We're two cool <laughs> cats and kittens. We're two cool gals ready to take our wigs off and two run through the ocean. Okay, wait. Two cool gals. Two two cool gals. Yeah, the blueberry uh Nutri Green bars are the best. Yes! Ew! <laughs> Thank you! Come on, come on! Just don't come I'm, on me! I'm going to be my goddamn fan! <laughs> and now, tonight's presentation. another episode of flick chicks i'm sheridan and i'm chelsea and today chelsea today we're talking about get out get out this is probably a surprise because we have not posted a like poster for it guys quarantine has us freaking out a little bit a little bit fucked up we're a mess so sorry about Mm -hmm. that um but yeah we'll probably post the poster when we post this show maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, thanks for uh, waiting like a few extra hours for us. We appreciate it. We're a mess, and we love it. Yeah, we, we love it, it so much. Way. We hate it. <laughs> We're messes, but you love us. We're dirty, and you guys like dirty. <laughs> Just kidding. We're clean. So we're looking at Get Out, uh, released in 2017, because Chelsea and I have a one year anniversary. Guys, we've been doing this for a year whole year a couple small breaks but pretty yeah. pretty damn consistent yeah i think this will be 42 or yeah episode i don't know we're almost at 52 like if we if we went consistently it would be 52 mm-hmm. but like we've had a lot of episodes so <laughs> sorry guys the we're moment so high right now dude the moment that you said 52 bb licked my toe <laughs> And it caused me to almost not swallow that blueberry granola bar. <laughs> we were snacking right before we started recording. And I continued because yeah, this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we thought that it would be really appropriate to do uh, to cover Jordan Peele's first movie because we covered us for our first episode. And we loved it. And everybody really liked it. And so we want to recapture the magic with another Jordan Peele movie. Jordan Peele, he's a god. Yeah. Wish we could meet him. Oh my god. That'd be so awesome. And then be my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, he's like, he really is on his way to becoming one of the great horror, like, writers and directors of our time, for sure. Just, I don't know. Like, if he keeps doing horror, like, it'll, it's just gonna get better and better and better like it can only go up yeah and it's i mean his these first two films are insanely amazing they really make you think that's for sure and i i feel like ari aster is kind of the same way he has sort of the same reputation like he really just kind of like threw a bucket of ice water in our faces and was like 
swim kid here i am motherfucker <laughs> like so those two yeah like jordan peele is i do do another one jordan peele we're ready jordan 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 remember in la- the first ever okay so when we covered us i said jordan uh when i was talking about jordan peele and i immediately after i said it and like <laughs> i was i was listening to you talk but i was thinking in my head like Oh my god, I sound so disrespectful right now. Like I would <laughs> never call him Jordan in real Mr. life. Mr. Peel. Yeah, Mr. Peel. Uh so yeah, we get to talk about another great Jordan Peel movie. I'm super excited. But first, how was your week? <sighs> Damn it. That's a, that about sums it up, honestly. Like just a suppressed burp. <laughs> um this past week. So it was a short week. It was a short week, and I had Friday off. I laid on the couch the entire weekend. Yeah. I made some art. Sometimes you you need it. Sometimes you just need that. You just just have to, like, sit and exist for a while. Yeah. Well. So I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am at home right now, so I've got a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. So I started a painting uh that's right it's like a oh yeah you were there uh, i was there we, we had a painting party uh, painting a couple party. days ago and i started painting like a ufo on like this cool space background so but the i mean the ufo looks like shit guys like i can't i seriously like i love there it. there are bad there are like people that can't draw and then there's me like i'm in a whole other like i can't make a circle like i don't know what it is so it sucks, but I loved it. I'm proud of it. It's beautiful. I'm like I made an alien and it was flipping off. <coughs> oh <Everyone>. yeah. <coughs> yeah, I was flipping off everyone. You should post a picture of that. I'm I'm gonna definitely start posting some of my art. Yeah, do it, dude. Yeah. She's been making some crazy awesome art, y'all. I did make an announcement today that I will be taking a uh, hiatus from commission work. Yeah. Only because I'm going to be working on, like, my own shit. I want to start a line where I can put my stuff on clothing. Oh, okay. That's cool. There it is. Make, make prints of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, stickers and pins and shit. But I can really make the coolest characters and stuff. Yeah, man. I I love your art style. Like, I I think it's great. It's very... You if, do. If, you, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, go to her Instagram page and look at her shit. Because it's really, it reminds me of a graphic novel. You should write a graphic novel, dude. I want to. You should illustrate one. Be that's so sick. That's what I'll say about and that. And then I could sell that along with my clothing. Dude. Could tell a story. Yes. Anyways. So, yeah, you. so that was, I mean, I don't really have any, like, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, dude, her, her island is so tight. Like, it's got... Everything and more. If you want to take a break and go to the Zen Garden, she has a fucking Zen Garden. It's pretty cool. It's not. It's not anything like what you see on. Like if, if you are scrolling through through your Instagram or Facebook feed, I'm sure you see like pictures of people's like crazy islands that are like they look like resorts. Uh, mine's not quite to that scale, but I do have like a tiny little Zen Garden that's pretty cool. You have a pool in your backyard. You can buy one. I know, but I don't have, like, a... I don't really have, like, a backyard. I kind of put myself in a corner. You know what I mean? And, like... But that's a good idea. You can't get in it, though. Yeah, that's true. I gotta look at it and dream. 
so anyway, should we, is that, yeah, should we talk, should we dive right in? Let's do it. Uh, let's dive right into this movie because there is a lot to say. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here, guys. And like, <clears throat> we are two white people. We so obvious, like, you know, we are not experts in the sociological part of this because we are we're white we've never had you know we've we never been a pre- white. you know yeah we're white so yeah whatever i'm just just prefacing by saying that like obviously this movie deals a lot with race and it makes <clears throat> it makes me uncomfortable watching it as a viewer because well part of it is because this exists. Yeah, it exists. It exists. Like, I mean, obviously to a lesser extent, not as extreme as like this movie gets, but, but yeah, it exists. And like, you know, we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, so let's get into it. Written and directed by Jordan Peele, of course. Um, he got, I mean, okay. From what I've read, he got this idea after thinking about movies like Stepford Wives and Rosemary's Baby. Wow. Where you have this kind of um, gender against gender situation where it's like men oppressing women. Right. And turn it in, in instead of gender, talk about race. Okay. And could you do the same thing with race instead of gender? gender. Um, and also he takes a lot of, he, he drew a lot of inspiration from uh, Night of the Living Dead as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, you can totally, you can totally see it. Um, this movie is, if you've ever seen, uh, Stepford Wives, there's a lot of similar uncomfortable conversations and situations that people get into in it. It's very Stepford Wives-y. Uh, this cast, guys, is insane. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya as Chris Washington, just, I have no words. Allison Williams, amazing. Bradley Whitford, who we just talked about uh, a couple months ago and we covered Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine Keener. Stephen Root. Dude, I can't I can't look at Stephen Root without thinking about Dodgeball and right. his, his like character in Dodgeball. Same. Ill for love. Oh yes. my God! Dude, and, and Bradley, he's he's in the, the Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah. yeah! He's he's that guy that you like, you love him, but you hate him. Yeah. He's, he he wants really, to be helpful, but yeah. yeah. He plays a very spooky character in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a spooky guy. He's kind of a spooky guy. He's a spooky guy. He's a spooky guy. He's kind of perfect in this role of like uh ignorant dad yeah dude he's the accomplished businessman yeah who is a a dash of liberal yeah you know what i mean and it's just he he portrays that so good because i understand that character right and and looking at it from this perspective it really makes you go gross yeah it really and well and like we'll get into it but the enemy, as it turns out, is not alt-right, it's not neo-Nazis, it's not KKK, it's white middle America, mm-hmm. like liberal America, like white liberals, Yeah, who just don't 
understand that they're not being helpful. Yeah. When you touch people's hair, when you go to touch their arm to like feel their muscles, like people do that to black people. Right. And that's incredibly offensive. Like if somebody just came up and grabbed my hair and was like, oh my God, it's so pretty. Like I'd literally slap them. Yeah. You so, just don't do that to human beings. Right. Have some fucking respect, dude. <laughs> dude. For human beings. And like, like, what the fuck? And yeah, so it's the, you know, obviously these people are, are racist, but like, but it's this mask of liberal, you yeah. know, liberalism or whatever. Like, it's just, they think that they are woke, you know? Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm sorry. I should not say woke, guys. I should not. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. It sounds so stupid when I say it. But it's true. It is. Yeah, it's true. It's true, baby. Um, This movie was made for four and a half million dollars. That is nothing in Hollywood, dude. That is so cheap. Chelsea, do you know how much it made? Hmm. $255 million. God, dude. Like... Holy shit. Um, I think it still has, like, at least a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, like, yeah. it was obviously, like, critically acclaimed as soon as it came out. It was immediately one of the biggest movies. No one talked about anything else. Like, I, my uh, film school friends and all my movie friends were just, we were only talking about Get Out. Because mm-hmm. uh, we'd never seen anything like it. And we definitely need more of it. Because after, like, us was... Guys, I posted a, um... I posted a thing on our story that was like, which do you think is scarier, us or get out? And a lot of you guys said us. Yeah. And I totally understand. Because, dude, Lupita, like, holy shit. Yep. But I cannot decide. I honestly can't decide. Because they're... To me, they are both horrifying. I think they are. I think for me, like... Us is a more jump scare and oh. psychological thriller. Yeah. Whereas Us, to me, they're, I'm really not frightened. I'm like, I'm I'm terrified. Us is more of like a slasher. Like if we were, okay, if I had to put it in like a category. Yes. It, um, when we're talking about Get Out as opposed to Us. Us is way more of a slasher. Mm-hmm. And Get Out is way more psychological. Uh, I absolutely agree with so that. So it's like... So they're so in that way I can't really even compare them because they're they're pretty different. Right. Um but to me they are equally scary. Um because not only I mean not only is this family creepy, this girlfriend's family, but um just the atmosphere in the house mm-hmm. is very unwelcoming. It's cold. It's everything is like there's nothing soft in that house. No. It's all just I don't know. It's all very clean and and it, it's like if you touch something, you everyone would, would know. Yeah, it's out it, of place. Yeah, exactly. It's just bleh. it's just very uncomfortable. Um, so uh, Jordan Peele has said, and I think this is, I think this is really interesting. So Jordan Peele obviously is famous for not horror but comedy. He's mm-hmm. known for his show Keen Peele and things like that. <clears throat> So I only ever saw him in this sketch show where he's being just hilarious. Right. And so when I saw Get Out, I was super surprised 
at just how scary it, I mean, it was in how scary it was, but also how funny it was. Right. Because there's some, there's some hilarious shit in this movie, guys. There there's is. some classic Jordan Peele comedy in this. Mm-hmm. And he, in interviews, has said that working in comedy was really helpful in, like, uh, in helping him learn how to do horror. Mm-hmm. Because everything about comedy is about timing just like horror and a big like the big reveal comedy and horror have the same thing Mm -hmm. so he wanted to take all these you know he took all these aspects from comedy and just was able to translate them 100 percent like correctly right not only correctly but like went above and beyond like i don't think that anyone expected this at least i didn't i i didn't either i feel i i mean I feel bad that I underestimated him, I guess. Like, I didn't really... He just... He was just this kind of goofy dude. Right. And I didn't, you know... I didn't realize that he had this kind of story that he wanted to write or to to show the world. That's something I love about the human mind. Like, we we can favor something for so long, but at the same time be able to do something polar opposite with pure accuracy. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I know. And beautiful. Cover girl. <laughs> uh, I feel like, I'm sorry if, if I, am I like going, no, this is am great. I going crazy? Okay. I'm not able to. We're high. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm going over my fun facts for you guys. Yeah. Um, so, Jordan Peele wanted to make this movie. He, he it kind of had it he kind of had it in his brain for years and then finally was able to uh meet a producer and tell him this story and they filmed it in alabama in 2016 like in the middle of all of this of the 2016 election and they are filming in the middle of this neighborhood with like trump flags all over the place and like it's kind of this eerie, it would be so eerie to me to film a movie like that in that sort of climate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so fucked. Um, but they did it. They did it in 23 days. They hit it and quit it. They were like, they did it. And they were like, done. And they all, I, I was reading that um, they all pretty much like lived together that, whole, that time. whole time. Yeah. And they, which really allowed them to like, you know, get closer. Learn each other's mannerisms and mannerisms. stuff. Mannerisms. Mannerisms. <laughs> I'm having an aneurysm. <laughs> um, so, oh, oh, and this is, a, this is, I think my, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my last fun fact and it's the best one. Okay. Okay. Jordan Peele. Okay. So this comes out. It's an immediate success. It's all over the world. Like everybody loves this movie. So it was nominated for a bunch of, um, of Oscars that year. And Jordan Peele became the third person in history to be nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay on their first movie. What? There were only two other people before him Who's that? that did this, and it was uh, Warren Beatty for Heaven Can't Wait, that's 1978, and then James L. Brooks for Terms of Endearment Whoa. in like 90, no, 83. That's crazy. Crazy, dude. Yeah, so he's the third person ever to be nominated for those three categories in their first movie. Wow. Dude, and he's 
he is also the first black writer to win best original screenplay ever guys we've had like a hundred academy awards so sad yeah and so happy he really like had a message and it reached well yeah I, I, i hope so god i really hope so i don't know dude like i mean i feel like a lot of people assume that they're doing the right things yeah and it really took this movie to be like, can you fucking stop it? Yeah. You know seriously. what I'm saying? I loved it, dude. I yeah. was like, the first thing I thought when I saw that movie, I'm like, I gotta show this movie to my mom. <laughs> I was like, my mother needs to see this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that it was. I think it was a wake-up call to... Ash all over my computer. Oh no. I must have laughed super hard. Yeah, we must have. Alright, just. Alright, cool. Okay, now you're just kidding. Okay. There we go. Alright. It went into the Oreos. That's a problem. And we're back. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that it did uh like wake up some white people. I think that, I mean, I hope so. Again, I hope so. Because, again, a lot of white people are not, I mean. You're not smart, yeah, kid. So, but let's, okay, let's get into it. And we'll talk about, okay, so we are, we are restructuring our, our storytelling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three kind of categories that we want to hit. And then we're uh, gonna dive into them. And then we're gonna dive in and also going chronologically though. Yeah. I don't wanna talk about like the ending first or anything Same. like that. Um, so obviously the first and biggest point that we need to hit um, our first category, if you will, is uh, this social commentary about race. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a huge. This is like one of our original, one of like America's original sins. You know what I mean? Like we had slavery when the U.S. was created. We had it for so long. And then we have laws set in place that still make it easy to arrest and incarcerate people of color to like I mean, even still, even to today, like th- yeah. this is not a problem that has ever gone away. It's never, it's, it has always been here, mm-hmm. but I must admit that, I mean, when I was, when I was younger, I had a very naive mindset. I had a ve- I mean, I thought that, you know, if you are innocent, then you're not going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you know, because that's what we're, we're told is that the law is there to protect us. Right. If you, if you are good, you'll be just fine. And that's not the case. No. That's just not the case. Like, and that, you know, when I finally woke up to that as an adult, like, that really drove me to find out, okay, what else have I been wrong about when it comes to race? And, like, and again, hopefully, like, uh, hopefully a lot of people are looking into it. I hope more people are, like... Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, obviously we can't stop stop it overnight, mm-hmm. but Jesus Christ, guys, like, it's 2020. Mm-hmm. We, 
we should not have to ask our partner, do your parents know I'm whatever race you are? Yeah. That is not okay, guys. Mm -mm. So getting into it, we, we have the, I mean, so, oh wait, shit. Okay. I want to talk about this cold open because. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because I love, guys, if you know me, you know that I love cold opens. I love a good cold open. Uh, Scream has the best one yep. ever. But this one. This one's great. So, and this is another, this is another thing I, I wanted to hit on anyway. So we have, we open with a, a black man walking down a kind of suburban street and to a white person, this looks like a very comforting suburb. Mm-hmm. Everything's clean and immaculate. They're, you know, white picket fence, whatever. Yeah. And this, but this man is very uncomfortable. Right. And like, so right away, you- We're already addressing- You have a divide. Right. We're yeah. already addressing a divide. Right. Um, He's on the phone with some, he, like his girlfriend or something. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and he's getting directions to wherever he's going and, but he's lost. He's like not finding this place and he sees a car. Drive. It's a white car. Yeah, and it drives past him, but then, like, uh, pulls a U-turn and comes back. And he know, you know, he knows, he's aware. Like, yeah. he knows that this is happening, and, like, the car starts to follow him, and then he decides, he's like, fuck this, and walks the opposite direction. Dude, and as the car pulls up to him, it's singing this song. Run. Yeah. And it's super. It's really creepy. Run. Dude, what? Th- what? That song makes me think of The Stranger. The Strangers. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just... Jordan Peele's music choices are impeccable. He's, like, just very Tarantino. Yeah. Every 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 piece of music that he puts in is perfect. Yes. Like, so good. Um, so he, he turns and walks the other way, um, and then turns after a few yards and sees the, the front door, or the the driver's side door open. Yeah. And he... He thinks this guy's still in the car. Yeah. And then... But you see him come right behind him and... Chokes him and, out. Yeah, and assaults him and throws him in the trunk of a car and drives away. So that's this, like, <coughs> crazy cold open to that crazy song. Um, and, and yeah, so right off the bat, it sets a tone um so we meet in this opening credits we meet uh chris washington he's our protagonist Mm -hmm. uh daniel kuya he's um he's a photographer an amazing photographer i must say uh from Um, the pictures in the beginning and he he does black and white art i just realized that it's so symbolic it's, it's beautiful um he is getting ready for the day and we also uh see his girlfriend um rose yeah who is white Mm -hmm. um pick up she's like picking up breakfast for them and she gets to his apartment and like they are a they are such a cute couple they really are dude that like they're adorable right i mean she is you know, Rose is super charming, beautiful. They're both, like, so super hot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both, you know, like, they're a beautiful couple. And we, real, you know, we learn that um, they're going to spend the weekend at Rose's parents' house. Mm-hmm. And Chris is, like, 
really wary about it. And he, he asks, um, you know, do they know I'm black? And like, guys, just, I mean, this is what, this is one of the first lines of the movie. Like, and again, we still live in a society where we, this conversation needs to happen. That sucks. It really does. It makes you feel, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So she assures him that, you know, they're not racist. And, you know, she, she said, would I seriously bring you around if I knew that they were racist? Like, I'm not stupid, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and the, and he, you know, she, she assures him that it's going to be great. And like, they are, you know, they have a real connection. So he's really like, okay, like, you know, let's do this. Um, yeah. So they, you know, they're go, they're off. So they're off to, uh, Rose's parents' house. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That took me a long time to start. Sorry. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) We're messes. Uh, they're on the road and uh Daniel or I'm sorry uh Chris Daniel's his real name <laughs> um Chris goes to pull out a cigarette and Rose like takes it and throws it away and mentions that he's trying to quit smoking um which I wanted to just like keep in my oh sorry we're still talking about our first category guys see this is why we can't have change because I just <laughs> I'm sorry we're still talking about racism in America. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> okay, so back it's bad. So let's ex- okay, so we we meet this family and again, this family is not you know, white hooded like you know, t- like uh tiki torch holding people like they're like middle middle class white people who who are like oh i would have voted for obama a third time and you know if i could and blah 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 um also ooh okay they get to the parents house they're taking a tour and the dad is like he mentions a basement door mm-hmm. oh and he's like oh, yeah. oh and chris is like oh what's in here and he's like oh we don't go down there there's black mold down there yeah that's so like, weird Ever, I don't know. It's like everything this dad says has just this racist undertone dude just spice with racism. <laughs> spice so with racism. Fuck, dude. He's <laughs> such a fucker, dude. It's hard to cuz racism exists like all over this movie, so I feel like we like we have to okay, like a racist dust storm. It, it, <laughs> it's a racist boob. <laughs> okay, let's move on to relationships cuz we've talked about it for we we need to move on. So uh the uh the relationship that rose and chris Chris have is one that you like you don't even question throughout the whole movie because you think they're so tight they're so cool yeah she you know defends him against a cop that tries to Uh, he asks for okay chris wasn't even driving the car they got they got pulled over yeah and the cop wanted to see chris's license they hit a deer I forgot about that. They didn't just get pulled over. They hit a deer. That's right. But but he still shouldn't have had to see. Right. But he could have. That's another thing. Like, she was like, you have no right to do this. I, I think I think they have a right to view your all, yeah. all passengers' driver's license. Yeah, but it was still racist, the they, way he was acting. No, but, like, if we've ever, okay, like, if I've ever been pulled over with 
my mom or whatever, like, mm-hmm. no one's ever asked me for my ID. Yeah, that's true. They, you know, but if there's they go, what, they go, like, who are you? What's your name? Yeah. And, you know, whatever. You just tell them, like, oh, this is my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's ever asked me for my ID. Like, I, th- I mean, maybe, but I, but that's so, like, I really don't know. I really don't know the law. That's all. I'm all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm only speaking from, like, if there's an accident, could they? I really don't know. I don't know either. But, but like. Dude. But I he. Thought, yeah, but okay. Chris treats it like it's everyday shit. Like, yeah. it's. And it is. Yeah. Like, unfortunately. Like, because he's used to it. And that sucks. That's dude. so shitty. So. You know, anyway. So, this relationship is really solid. She's, yeah. like, she's got his back. She assures him that, you know, if her parents say stupid things, they're just, they're just, they're just white. stupid. Yeah, they're just, they're just white. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't get any better when they show up at the house and the housekeeper and the groundskeeper are black. Yeah, dude. Like, what the fuck? And even the, I mean, and Dean, the dad, he's like, I get it. You know, it looks so wrong. I get it. But they took care of my parents when they were sick. Like, he made, he, you know, he says this whole thing about this excuse. Yeah. And it's, it just, I would, if I totally can understand why Chris is so uncomfortable upon meeting these parents. So, uh, Dean, I don't know what Dean does. He's just rich. I don't know what he does. Yeah. And, uh, Catherine Keener, who plays the mom, her name is Missy. She's like a therapist. Mm-hmm. And of course she's a therapist. She looks like I mean, she's very I'm sorry, I'm making assumptions. I don't want to stereotype, but she's like a hippie. Yeah, she's very she and she kinda honestly, she looks like she's high a little bit. Yeah, she does. Like, it's all that tea she's sniffing. <laughs> Snorting, sorry. Um we also learned that not only are we not only are they spending the weekend at her parents, but there's also, like, a big, huge party plan for her grandpa. Mm-hmm. So, is it her grandpa? I think it's her grandpa. So, he, now we have to deal with a wave of white people. <laughs> a wave of interactions like that all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hold on, guys. Hold on oh yeah so that and okay i mentioned the smoking thing because missy uh missy's a therapist and she does hypnotism and she mentions that she helped kick dean's habit of smoking a few years ago and she's like do you want me to you know do you want me to help you dude it gets uncomfortable dude i would never (laughs) dude i don't want anybody any like stranger trying to hypnotize me that's insane hell no dude so understandably he's like no that's okay i'm good like (laughs) like that's probably a good idea uh so the walter and georgina the housekeeper and the groundskeeper are uh have apparently been with this family for a very long time and it, it quickly becomes apparent that they are a little weird Something's off. Something is definitely off. Um, they're just very catatonic, I would say. Like Georgina? Yeah. She's real smiley. Just kind just, of empty. Just, oh, yeah. Empty inside, but like yeah. wearing a hard fake smile. Yeah. Like glass. Yeah, they both speak in a kind of... They both speak like they're from like the 
50s mm-hmm. like kind of this dated um vernacular that's not like we would just wouldn't use now mm-hmm. um so that's a little weird like dude this is not i would be out i would have gotten out <laughs> i'd be like i'm getting out um so then we have this uh this dinner with um dean the mom dean missy rose chris chris and, and the uh, brother and yeah and the i think he's an older or maybe younger brother he's a shit so who cares his name is jeremy that's his name jeremy but yeah he's shit. but he's a creepy Little he's shit. a serial killer dude if that was my son, I'd be like, oh, yeah, my son's a serial killer. I would have like, killed him. He's so, he's really weird. He, he looks starts, like, sorry, go ahead. He looks like a rat. He starts talking to Chris about his he, fighting style, about MMA. He's like, are you, are you a fighter? Are you an MMA? And he says, no. Uh, and he said, that's real shame. And he starts talking about like his superior genetic makeup and like, yeah, like his... what the fuck? Who the fuck says that? Dude, why don't you just say you're black, dude? You can fight like a champion. Okay, yeah, but like that's what he's saying. I know, but yeah, that's true. But in like a really creepy ass way, yeah. like, um, he's like, you could be a beast if you just blah blah blah. So he, I mean, and like he's drunk, but still, like, and he even tries to fight him like at the dinner table. And he's like, guys. This dinner kind of reminds, it's a, okay. No, I don't want to make, I don't want to make that assumption. Never mind. I was going to make a comparison, but I think that's just a ridiculous high thought. Damn, now I need to know. Okay, this dinner reminded me just a little bit of the dinner scene in Hereditary. In, like, the tense, like, it's not quite comfortable. No, that's true. Like, it, it's not to that, it's not to that extent because she goes fucking off. Well, sure, that that one is extreme, but, like. But this it, is an extreme as well. As Yeah, as far as, like, tone and my level of uncomfortable. Yep. Like, this was way up there. Um, exactly. So they have this really weird dinner, and when they go upstairs to, uh, to go to bed, Rose is, like, freaking out. And she's like, I can't believe he tried to fight me. Yeah, she's like, I, she's like, what was, you know, why was my dad being weird and my mom and like, I, I've never seen them like this. I'm so sorry. Stop looking at her underwear. And he, well, I mean, <laughs> she's hot, dude. Yeah, she's super. I'm hot. just saying, like, I don't like her face. She's not the face isn't for me. Mm. But those thighs, bro. slap him so she's like oh my god i'm so sorry this sucks you know and he kind of has this moment of like i told you so like i knew this was gonna happen you know because again he's seen this before people treat people like that all the time used to it so i feel like i have to just reiterate that through my whole episode because like if i want i like i mean i know everyone who's listening is probably on our side too but like uh, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's wrong. It's so wrong. So she's like freaking out, and he's, you know, again they they come to each other for comfort in the end. You know, she's like, "I'm so sorry." He's like, "Look, it's I told you, but like, it's fine. It's fine. It's gonna be fine." And like, 
they end up making up and like having a cute little romantic scene. And th- these these guys, they're so perfect. They're so cute. They really love each other. Rose seems to like, you know, Rose, get, Rose gets it. Like she knows how uncomfortable this is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're still rooting for them. Um, He, so they go to bed. They like make up, they go to bed. In the middle of the night, uh, and this is when I want to talk about hypnotism a little bit. Uh, Chris goes to, um, he needs a cigarette. He's like, got a hankering for a cigarette. So he sneaks out and smokes. And then we get our first like scare scare. And I want, and like, I'm talking chronologically because I want to talk about this scare. Dude, Walter just runs at Chris. Directly at Full him. speed. <clears throat> and then makes a sharp turn right before he gets, he gets like, what do, you, what do you think that was, dude? I, you know what? I don't know. Is it because, okay, spoiler alert, there's an old white guy inside that body. Mm-hmm. Is he just doing it because he can't, like, because he can run now? Because he's not, like, a little old man anymore? He just wants to run. Or did the real dude snap? Maybe. And was coming and then I wonder how many times that happens. Like... If that's ever happened before. Because, yeah. like, you know, we saw... Because when you flash a camera or something, when you have, like, a bright light or something, they seem to revert back. So, like... Did he take a picture? Before he ran at him? N- no. No. Okay. Uh, So he... But he just, like, randomly runs at him and leaves. And then he looks over and sees Georgina, like, stroking her face in a mirror. That's fucking weird. Yep. Um. Yeah. So he sees this weird shit, <clears throat> goes back inside, and Missy is sitting there in the dark... And, like, pulls the light, you know, right as Chris is walking by and starts talking about his smoking. Dude, she kind of harasses him here. Like, that's my daughter. Why are you smoking around my daughter? Who yeah, the she- bitch? Your daughter's a grown-ass woman. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, so she she sits him down and kind of freaking weasels her way into hypnosis. Mm-hmm um she did it without his consent oh yeah for sure she's you know asks him about his his mom who i think that he i think we were supposed whatever we didn't explain this earlier but chris's mom died when he was younger in a car accident uh when he was a child Mm -hmm. so she starts talking to him about that and all of a sudden she tells him to sink into the floor and he goes down into like what looks like a bottomless ocean. Mm-hmm. And, and when he looks up, he can see like an opening. It's like a TV screen, it looks like. And it's coming out of his own eyes. But he can't do anything about it. So he can see Missy. Yeah, so he gets sucked into this. She calls it the sunken place. And uh, he is paralyzed. He can't move. And I wonder... I mean, I guess he couldn't have, but... She also told him that he couldn't move. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a weird scene. So she she explains to him that you are in the sunken place. Um, and then he wakes up in bed. He like jolts, he like screams himself awake. Or he doesn't scream, but he like jumps up in bed. And um, and it worked. The hypnotism worked. He like is sickened by the the thought of a cigarette now. Right. 
So yeah, it was kind of freaky, but it worked. It worked. So like, whatever, I guess. Um, he. Um, hold on. We haven't even talked about. Well, that's an, for a different time. Sorry. Uh, so this is the day of the party, mm-hmm. and this guys is where the racism goes to eleven. And we, all these, okay, so let me just say this. When they're setting up the party, uh, you you can see that all of the chairs are black. Yeah. And all of the cars are black. So everything that's, like, holding them up is black. Which I thought was very, was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, these people show up, it's like, I can't remember if they're in all black and white, but a lot of people are wearing just, like, you know, black and white clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to this party and Chris is like handed around like some trophy. Yeah, like some weird novelty thing. They talk about, you know, these people are like, oh, uh, you know, I knew Tiger Woods. You know, I knew Tiger Woods and I knew blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. they're trying to kind of force their non-racism on Chris. Yeah, like black is the latest fashion. Yeah, black mm-hmm. is in fashion. It's that's a weird thing to say, that's dude. So weird, that dude. Is, that is not nothing about that is okay. And it's just like you have to go through these all these you have to sit there with Chris as he goes through these really uncomfortable situations where women are holding his muscles and you know, it's not it's this not was, racist because I'm complimenting him. Dude, like this was a dude. brilliant move by Jordan. Yeah, to this, put this in this scene. This like w- this was just it really made you <sighs> empathetic. Yeah, I'm just I'm sure that I'm sure that black people have heard every single sentence that is said in that party scene, like at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I I have seen with my eyes white women grab black men's arms. Or even Latino men or whatever. And just be like, oh my god, you're that Whatever. Like, dude. He's not, like, a thing that you... He's a fucking person. Yeah. Like, it's so weird to me. So, this party is super weird. He is super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny because his he's got a friend, Rod, who's house-sitting for him and, and his dog. And he, even from the beginning, was like, don't go to a white girl's parents' house. And, like, he's the, he is the background or the the friend that's like, hey, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Like, this doesn't seem right. And I feel like uh, Chris and Rod's friendship in this movie is like, it's like Sean and fucking, uh, uh. Ed, dude, Mm -hmm. in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, They are fucking tight. So he's got his back. Sorry, I just wanted to mention Rob because we (laughs) hadn't mentioned him yet, and he needs a shout out because he's great. He's he's motherfucking TSA. Um, at the same at so at the party, uh, um, Chris meets a an art dealer, Mm -hmm. and he's blind. And he, this is Stephen Root. Yeah, he used to be a photographer before yeah. he was, but well, he had his hand at it. I want to say he was a full blown. Yeah, he was a photographer, and then he lost his sight, and now he's 
but he was able to be an art dealer and he's a fan of Chris's work actually he's heard of him and he really likes his work and you know tells him like don't worry about these motherfuckers like they're just you know they mean well whatever uh so he has kind of a it's kind of a good it's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel moment right like at least there's someone else who is you know is a decent human being uh when he goes back to mingle with the other party goers he meets logan who is the only other black man at this party and again he is very off he's talks in this weird dated vernacular again like you know the same one as georgina and uh um and oh my gosh i can't remember the groundskeeper's name but anyway so so he's uh he's again super weird and he's also dating somebody a, a white woman who's like 30 years older than him yeah and it's just it's she's a cougar it's weird uh so if you if you uh paid attention in the beginning you would see that this is the man from the beginning this is andre the guy who got kidnapped in the cold open mm-hmm. uh he's been he had been missing for like six months or something so now we're starting to put the pieces together and realizing holy shit we are in danger um but chris doesn't i mean obviously uh chris doesn't quite recognize him right off the bat but knows that this is kind of weird so he goes upstairs to call rod uh to tell him about it and rod is like dude he's like you're gonna be a sex slave dude like this is some sex slave stuff like you need to get out. You need to get out. <laughs> Dude, as he walked upstairs, there's a whole lobby full of people talking, like loud. And as he's walking up the stairs, they all stop talking. Yeah, they I forgot all, about that. They all stop talking and they look up. And all you so can all weird. you can hear is Chris walking to his room. Like it's those subtle things that Jordan put in this movie where I was just like it's so creepy, dude. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And like, what do, what do you do if you if you did realize all this stuff and tried to get out? Look at all those people, dude, who are going to come after you. Yeah. <sighs> Even if they're older. So Chris calls Rod and again, he's like, that is not okay. Um, he isn't really able to talk more because Rose finds him and they they talk and he mentions that his phone's been unplugged and he's like i think you know he thinks georgina did it maybe or whatever he's like my phone's been unplugged um but and then like and then georgina comes to apologize for unplugging the phone and that's just fucking weird okay it's crazy because she comes in to apologize and she um he tells her that it's okay. You know, he says, he says, I just get nervous with so many white people around. Mm -hmm. And she just like, you can see her brain just like melt. Yeah. And she start, and you get suddenly the emptiness starts to come to life a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you see like a single tear guys, I'm getting all this from a person who's just standing completely still and 
It's this acting is incredible. I don't know anybody who can keep talking about a certain subject with a smile on their face and have genuine pain allowing tears to exit my eyeballs. It's so crazy. So that like that's one, a, that's a pure talent, dude. One single tear falls or maybe two and she but then but then she her regular I don't know. Like, I can't even explain it. She reverts back into herself and just says, oh, no, no, no. Like, don't be nervous. You know, like, these these people treat us like family. You know, she, again, gets all cryptic and weird. Right. Um, so Chris goes back outside to take it. He has his phone with him. He wants to take a picture of this guy to show to Rod. And this is, like, <coughs> what we talked about earlier. When you flash, like, a light and they're in their eyes it's like you can see you could see his pupils kind of glowing a little bit and his nose starts bleeding and he says get out <laughs> he says get out and he starts like, screaming get out, get out. Star- i mean he and the brother comes out dude. and holds him he like takes him away and like again has that i wonder how many times that had happened before like if there were ever any, like, failed experiments. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, dude. This is so scary. So we're getting into the scary shit. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, later, he's able to... Oh, oh yeah. Later, after he's been with Missy alone for, like, 15 minutes, he comes back. And he's totally fine again. And he's, well, quote, yeah, air quotes, back to normal. Yeah. Um, and he apologizes and he leaves. Uh... And, and the whole mood is just kind of dead at this point. Yeah, dude. Basically, like, they're in the, they're all, to sum things up, you know, they're all in the house and, like, they're, everybody, they want to leave. Chris and what's his name? Oh, yeah. Chris and Rose decide that they're going to take a walk because this, this, whole day has been crazy then they come to the conclusion that they want they want to he wants to leave but she's on board she wants to go with him because she's being a supportive girlfriend yeah dude she and she's just as weirded out about this stuff like again (laughs) her boyfriend's uncomfortable with all this uncomfortable racist ass bullshit between these scenes we're able to come back to this relationship and how strong it is and that's kind of the hope of this movie like this couple is the, you know, they what's, have, yeah, they have communication. They right. have all the all the building blocks to a successful relationship. Yeah, and she he, sees that he's uncomfortable, and she's like, "Let's go." Oh, so before that though, they he talks a he talks a little bit more about his mom mm-hmm. and about how when she when she was in the car accident or she was in a hit and run. I'm sorry, she wasn't even in a car. She was like hit by a car, mm-hmm. and the car took off. Um, she laid there. She didn't die on the initial impact. Mm-hmm. So he could have called someone to check on his to mom. check on her. Yeah, but he didn't. So she, he kind of, you know, he has this overwhelming guilt that if I had done something, you know, my mom would probably still be alive, but I just sat there watching TV. And like, you know, he was a very young child at this point. Like Ooh. I, who, that does not mean you're guilty. Like, no. so Anyway, they have that beautiful moment where they kind of talk about his mom. And then they have this, you know, I'm, you know, Rose says, I'm weirded out too. We should just go. 
let's mm-hmm. just go. And and he says, I love you. Mm-hmm. He tells her he loves her, dude. And I would have done the same thing to my partner. It's so so they go back to the house to pack and they come up with um with a story about how Chris's dog is sick. Mm-hmm. And you know, it has to go to the vet right away. Um oh shoot. While that's happening though, super huge part that we forgot to mention. Uh while they're talking the whole party is having a silent auction type thing for Chris. Mm -hmm. You just see a, like all you see is a picture of Chris on this like canvas and Dean is kind of conducting again, this like silent auction Mm -hmm. and the blind art dealer seems to win this, uh, this auction, but you don't know what, you don't quite know what it is. You just know that it's, it's so sinister, you guys. So while all this is happening, Rod is trying to call Chris and his phone is is like dead or he just can't go straight to voicemail. And he, we're going to like, we're going to hang out with him for a little bit because he does all the research and he gets, guys, Rod gets shit handled mm-hmm. in this movie. So he he looks at the picture that um, Chris took of, of Andre, looks him up, finds out who he is, even goes to the cops who don't believe a word he's saying, uh, which is crazy because he has a picture of him. Right. But they, he, I feel like they would have taken that a little bit more seriously. I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I think immediately they would have been like, this dude just needed to get away and he found a sugar mama. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Cause like he's an adult, you know, Yeah. they don't treat missing adults like they do children. Yeah. So, um, so we have this, this amazing scene of Rod trying to and he's like again such a goofy guy like trying to figure out but he's like totally he's like super determined to find his friend like he's gonna find out what's going on um but meanwhile chris uh wait what did i miss a did i miss a part yeah where uh the family is trying to Oh yeah, so oh, I'm sorry guys. Okay. So Chris, I'm sorry. I like forgot where we were. Gucci dude. Chris and um and Rose show up to the house and they're like, "We we want to go. We're gonna go." They go upstairs to pack, and Chris notices like a little door, open. a little door that's open. To like, what a creepy little thing, dude. It's like a little like what is it? Like it's a little closet. Like it's very tiny. Yeah. It's weird. So he opens it up and finds a shoebox full of pictures with Rose and all these black guys. And she'd mentioned that Chris was her first black boyfriend. Ugh. So. Liar, liar. So he's flipping through all these pictures. And then he sees the picture of the groundskeeper and of Georgina. And he... And you notice when uh, when Georgina is in that picture with Rose and they're when they're dating, her hair's in an afro, and, and like when she's the housekeeper, it's all it's fucking all straight. straight, flat ironed, like craziness. So he immediately is like, "What the fuck? oh shit!" So he goes, "Okay, Rose, we need to go right now. Get your keys. We're going right now." And she just takes her sweet time sifting through her purse and 
just kind of, I, I can't find them. Oh my gosh, they're just not in here, blah, blah, blah. All the while the family is kind of gaining, is kind of like surrounding Chris. Yeah, like what's going on? With the dad. Yeah, and the dad is like saying some super crisp, 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 <laughs> crispy super, shit, man. Super cryptic, weird stuff. Uh, we are the gods in cocoons. It's weird. Um, and before, I think... I think like I think that uh Chris tries to fight off um Jeremy, but she but Missy like taps her teacup mm-hmm. and he just like goes down. He's he hypnotized. Dude. Um so he's in the sunken place again. Oh, so we just like glossed over the fucking reveal of this movie. God, God I suck. <laughs> Ah, we're working on it, guys. We're working on it. So Rose grabs her keys and she's like, you know, I can't give you the keys, babe. She's been in it this dude. whole time, dude. That was the coolest part ever. Like, it, it was the quickest way to make me hate her guts. And I already felt, I was like, this bitch. I, as soon as I saw, when I first saw this movie, um, Chris turns around and sees that little door open. And I was immediately like, she's fucking, she's a traitor. Like, she's in on it too. Like, I was so heartbroken. You know I can't give you the keys, right, babe? Dude. She went from, like, panicking, looking for the keys immediately to that. Oh, it was. And she just, like, stared at him. Oh, yeah. Every rose, the rose we know is gone. Like, she is straight up evil rose now. Um, so Chris wakes up um from this hypnotic from this uh, hypnotic state he wakes up in a chair in this like weird like billiard room like i don't know what it is it's it, this house Dude, it, it's a it's a it's definitely a basement it's like room, a trophy room but it, yeah it's like a trophy room or an office like yeah. a, like a gentleman's room <laughs> gentlemen's where you would smoke your cigars yeah. and drink and brandy your, your- Look at your kills on yeah, the wall. Yeah, There's only one single solitary elk head in that room, and it's facing him. The The deer that they hit in the beginning, was it a deer or was it a buck? I don't know. I don't know. Because I thought, like, what if that was that? Like, they, oh, they I, went back and found it. And oh, I don't, know. I don't know. I do know that the, the dad, Dean, has a weird thing about, like, hating deer. He, like, hates deer. Calls them, like, parasites or not. Yeah. Or, like, a pet. What they call like pests. <laughs> He's like one down, two and a whatever, two hundred more, hundred thousand more to go. Like, what the fuck does that mean? He's psycho. So he wakes up in a chair and this t- and this TV in front of him. This old like nineteen seventies looking TV. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> it's it's a video that talks about the coagula uh, procedure, where basically Chris. Uh, a white person's brain will go into like okay so the blind art dealer's brain will go into chris's body um chris will still exist in, in the, the sunken brain, place in the brain stem yeah in the sunken place but he but uh the blind art dealer i forget his name you guys i'm sorry he will be well, it's called blind blind guy but blind, squeezy. <laughs> blind guy mcsqueezy uh, blind guy McSqueezy <laughs> will be operating Chris. 
So this is the explanation as to why all these black people are acting so weird. Because white people are inside of them. White gamut squeezies. That's disgusting. <laughs> so he wants his eyes. He wants Chris's talent for for photography. He wants his eyes. And he and he wants his eyes. And in the video, it talks about um how they're they want to like, you know, have the like determination of white people with the, you know, whatever genetic Resist. superiority yeah the, of the black person and put them in one and it's, it's a weird it's a weird thing you guys it's fucking weird so that's it that's like that's the big reveal twist and guys i'd never seen anything like that before in my life it's it's crazy um but i'm so glad i'm so so glad that someone finally like someone finally did this right someone finally made a movie like this it needed to be done. Um, so he's fucked. Uh, because every time the little teacup sound comes on, he fucking goes back into the sunken place. Um, every time he wakes up, he nervously scratches at the chair. And this is some symbolism that I have to talk to you guys about. He's scratching at this chair and all this, all this like poofy cotton comes out. The next time he wakes up, and talks to the the blind art dealer again. He, it, after the TV turns off, he's able to put cotton in his ears, so that he doesn't hear the teacup sound. He's literally, guys, he picked cotton to save his life. Like literally, like I mean, this symbol, like, dude, it's all over the place in this movie. It is all over the place. He's fucked. So, the next time he wakes up it's jeremy and he's coming to get him for the surgery it's like go time so he grab he's um like while uh jeremy's back is turned getting some ivs ready we see chris's hand grab a bocce ball and smack this dude in the head dude uh and he and then he takes the cotton out of his ears and you know he just he he was faking it (laughs) then he goes after dean Dude, yeah, so he just, he starts, this is where the kills start. This is where, I mean, we don't get our first kill until an hour and a half in. Um, and then from, but like the last 20 minutes of the movie are all just like, kill, 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 death, kill, kill. Death, death. So he goes, he takes a, the elk head and shoves, rams it into Dean. Um, And Buck was a very like, degrading term for black men in like 1800s america or maybe early 1900s so that's super symbolic he goes up he goes um upstairs to find missy and she he's able to knock over the teacup so she can't hypnotize him so she got yeah she grabs a letter opener and like goes to stab his hand dude he just grabs he just like puts his hand right in it she stabs all the way through his hand and he doesn't even fucking flinch. He does not even flinch. He's and like, I'm gonna murder this bitch and I'm gonna enjoy it. I feel like the adrenaline going through you at that point would like you would not even no know what was I going on. I will tell you straight up, you see this little thing right here? Yeah. That is because I stuck scissors directly into my hand when I was little, and I can guarantee you I didn't feel a fucking thing. Yeah, like I pushed it through my hand and I looked at my dad and I was like oh dad and he goes don't pull it out some people need to learn that lesson i guess he's like don't pull it out i took the scissors i immediately took them out i was like oh no and then i was like dad 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, so no, dude, with his adrenaline and his his absolute pa- not passion, but like mission to kill this bitch. Oh yeah, he was like not even feeling it. I would de- I wouldn't have. He turns it he's able to turn around and stab her in the eye with it. So that was so cool. Yeah, so she's down. He's met with Jeremy again who woke up from his earlier attack and starts attacking Chris and he's able to stab him with that same letter opener in his leg and he goes down. Um so Dean um oh yeah and all the while Rose is sitting upstairs in her room and she can't hear what's going on because she's listening to I've had the time of my life and from what is she doing dirty dancing. She's eating cereal with the milk in a glass and the cereal in the bowl. And the cereal is fruit it's, loops. Yeah, fruit loops, so it's all colorful. So like separating the th- and guys, the it is a close-up of this. Like this is not just like in the background somewhere. Like this is in the forefront of the like he wants you to see the symbolism here. Like mm-hmm. this is not subtle, guys. He wants it to be in your face because because it needs to be. Yep. So um and she has this she's adopted this like sleek ponytail. And she wears this, like, hunting outfit. She's totally become, like, a predator. It's really creepy. Oh, yeah. And what she's what she's doing upstairs in her room is looking for her next black boyfriend. Ugh. It's so weird. Um, Chris uh, goes up. Um, I think Chris, at this point, it, like, gets out and uh, gets into the car. And Georgina, how did Georgina get in there? I can't remember. She, anyway, he hit her. Oh, right. Yeah. As, as he's making his escape, he hits her and he can't just, he was about to drive her away, but he thinks about his mom. Thinks about his mom. And he can't leave her behind. So he picks her up and puts her in the car and drives off and she ends up waking up, but it's still grandma. It's still uh, Rose's grandma that's in Georgina's body. So she sabotages the car and makes them run into a, into a tree, which ultimately kills her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Rose come out with a gun and she means fucking business dude like she her eyes are like a lion's gaze like she is ready to kill so she shoots at chris um and how do they how do they get close to each other oh yeah he sends groundskeeper after walter oh that's sends right. walter after him, yeah and they wrestle the ground and he is able to again take a picture of him with the flash on and he comes yeah he comes back um but he puts on a show yeah what's he do what's he do so he's like you can tell that whatever consciousness was still left inside of him came out for a second but instead of showing that to rose he turned around and was like let me do the job yeah he's like let me let me take care of this you know so he takes the gun from her and instead of shooting Chris, she tur- he turns around and shoots this bitch right in the stomach. Yep. And then he turns the gun on himself. He Which, shoots himself. I I mean, what else? Like, there's nothing else you could have done, dude, because Grandpa would have come back. Yeah. Grandpa's got the fucking... Brain. Yep. You got the brain. I mean, you got the brain, you get it up. Not that he's smart, but he literally has his brain inside of that guy's body. Mm-hmm. So weird, dude. That's... Ugh. But, oh my God, this part, dude... Yeah, this the, part is so. This part literally made me, literally ball my eyes. Oh out yeah, the first I was. Time I saw it. Yeah, I was crying. So we we have Rose on the ground, and she's she's like 
I, you know, I love you. You know, she's trying to pull the I love you thing. And he starts, Chris starts to choke her. And then we see red and blue goddamn lights. Dude. And when we see red and blue lights and a black man. Dude, when I saw that, I started bawling. I thought he was going to get shot. I thought thought they were going to pull a Night of the Living Dead and, like, shoot, Mm -hmm. just, like, shoot this guy. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peele... So let's talk about the ending first. So I thought that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to be arrested or shot or mm-hmm. whatever. The door opens and it's an airport car. Mm-hmm. It's Rod, his friend. He works for the TSA. Motherfucking Rod here to save the day. Dude. I feel like that was such a good ending. It's so it, it was like it was such a sigh of relief. Like, oh, my God. He, he got one break. He got one break. Um, Jordan Peele decided not to, um, not, because he, the original ending was that Chris was going to be arrested. Mm-hmm. But around that time, there were a lot of shootings and a lot of just like, you know, obviously awful things like that happening in the forefront of like social media and stuff. So he thought that that would just be like too real. Yeah. You know, like just a little too real. And we needed, we needed this guy to have a break because we're rooting. I mean, we're rooting for Chris the whole fucking time. And like for him to, to just turn around and get arrested right after that, I would be so fucking angry at that movie. Um, so Rod picks him up and takes him and just, that's it. And that's, he saves the day. And like, guys, what, I mean, I know I've already said I've, Talked everybody's ear off. I'm so sorry. Rambling. But there's so much to say. We need more movies like this. I really hope that uh, writers and directors take um, take note and, you know, people of color that are writers and directors, like, you need, like, we need to, white people need to fucking see and hear this shit. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, Shit's, shit's hidden from media so much even still to this day yeah and not i'm not just talking about the news and stuff but it's just like well and like it's not even that it's it's that and it's also white people getting away with shit yeah that they can't get away with anymore like come on guys i don't know i mean guys the whole world's got problems this is one huge problem that we need to we need to fucking deal with mm-hmm. um there are a lot of things going on right now obviously this is this is kind of a weird time to have this episode because like so much stuff is going on right now and so many people are so are already so scared. Right. I just that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid of of people that are afraid <laughs> that'll like because when people are afraid, that's when they lash out and do some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And I. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, we all need to fucking be nicer to each other, guys. (laughs) Seriously. Like, it's time to to evolve from this. It's time to evolve beyond racism. Like, even though we're in this quarantine, now now more than ever, we need to be there for one another. Totally. Like, if you haven't been a good person, maybe try now. Yeah. Because you know what? We might all be extinct in a couple years. <laughs> Dude. The future is bleak. Bro, I thought about that the other day. I was like, 
damn, what if we just don't find a cure for this? And it, it comes around every flu season and people get old. So when they get old, the, the virus just takes them out. I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I'm trying to remain positive. I'm more trying more, not do more and more people are going to be. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm trying not to be negative though. <laughs> I'm trying to stay positive. I really hope that you all stay positive with me. And there has to be two. No, you can be yin and yang. You can be cautiously optimistic. I'm I'm having a good time. I'm not naively optimistic. I'm having a great time. All right. <laughs> Guys, we love you so much. I am sorry. I feel like Stop this apologizing. A- no, this episode was all over the place, guys. And I'm sorry. I'm like we, we have a new structure we're trying out, and obviously I didn't get the memo. So, um, <laughs> Chelsea, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did precisely what she told me not to do this episode. I'm sorry. <coughs> I love talking about this episode. Okay, cool. This movie was a good choice. It's our one year. It's our one year anniversary! <laughs> we gotta have a weird episode for that. <laughs> you guys... We love you. <laughs> if um, you want to follow us, follow us at on uh, Instagram yes. at Flick Chicks Official. Yes. Um, you can follow us on the Slasher app at Flick Chicks Official. Uh, you can follow me, Chelsea, at Lunar underscore Waifu. I am no longer taking your commissions, <laughs> um, but I love you. <laughs> Guys, um, we are coming at you next week with a really good movie. Well, okay, I can't say that because I haven't seen it in such a long time, but I, I remember so liking it. I think you guys will like it too. Um, so tune in next week for another episode of Flick Chicks. Wait, where can we find you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they probably stopped listening by now. <laughs> you can find me at your Goliath Hell. Bye. <laughs>